Hello and welcome to episode six of The Mac Report. We've got a fine collection of individuals to discuss the weekend's fixtures today. We're welcoming the return of third team vice captain Chris Flint to talk about the third team fixture and a debutant to the podcast in the form of Simon Bod Ackerley, who took proceedings of the uh, the Saturday fourth team. So welcome to Bod. We'll get to you in due course. But first of all, let's hand over to first team captain James Cross to discuss the weekend's fixtures. James. Hey, Milo. So we play played second in the league this week, Bramall, who had a very, very strong team. I think they finished third in the league last year and were unlucky not to get promoted with a very similar team. So so it was always going to be an uphill task. And um, surprisingly, the weather actually held out. Early forecast said it was going to absolutely shoot it down all week. But we managed to get two games of cricket in, which was very positive. So it started by Bramall won the toss and had a bat on a good deck uh, by Jimmy and Paolo. And we got off to a good start, actually. Tom Key, again, just just every week, he seems to get really unlucky not taking any wickets. But in a T20 game, four overs, naught for 13. So bowling really, really well. And he's been like that most weeks, really. Uh, Paddy Turner bowled three overs up front, but ended up with four overs, two for 19. He was exceptional again. Uh, Jack Massey, four overs, one for 18. Again, so, so good. I say it every week, but I always forget how Jack Massey's only 16 because he bowls with such uh, experience and uh, nothing seems to phase him, so it's really good. Ben Kerwin bowled really well, four overs, naught for 29. He bowled the final four, so they were, they were trying to go after him a little bit, uh, but they didn't get away too much. And Chris Moore's four overs, one for 34, took a big wicket of their keeper who was looking good. And it ended up with Bramall uh, 117 off their 20 overs. So we were very optimistic. We thought we got a very good chance of winning this one. Me and Angus opened up. Obviously, following me putting myself to open last week and getting the first baller, I thought I'd best try and improve on that. Uh, Me and Angus started off well. Uh, We put 101 on for the first wicket. Angus was batting really, really well. Angus finished with 37 off 51. I did probably deprive him of about 20 runs due to my uh, lack of running ability. So sorry to Angus for that. We probably could have won the game without losing a wicket, but uh, I can't run. And I end up with 56 off 48, uh, which left us 103 for two, needing only 15, which brought the returning Khalid Sawas to the crease. Batted really well, got off the mark with a ramp for four. Ended up six not out. Miles Bradshaw was unlucky. I think he tried to uh, reverse sweep one and got triggered LBW. And Alex Griffiths ended up finishing it off with uh, two not out. So we ended up finishing it quite easily, really. Uh, we ended up 118 for three off 19.3 overs. Exceptional start for us, beating a very, very strong Bramwell team. Put us in a put us in a really good position that no matter what happened in the second game, uh, we'd still be top of the league. So that was really positive. Um, On to the second game. This time I won the toss and sucked them in. They got off to a uh, much better start. Uh, They ended up 72 without loss. Two very experienced batsmen uh, opened up for them and put on a lot of runs uh, at good pace. Again, Tom Keyboard well, took a wicket this time. Uh, four overs, one for 27. Paddy Turner, four overs, naught for 24. Chris Moores, three overs, naught for 20. Jack Massey, four overs, one for 19. Ben Kerwin, two overs, one for 20. And myself, three overs, one for 20. Uh, and we let Bramall get 133 
the five off the 20 overs, but we were pretty happy with that uh, because it was with the pink ball. So we thought the pink ball was probably worth about an extra 20 runs. Um, sadly, we didn't quite start off as well. Uh, we lost a lot of early wickets. Um, me, Cal, Miles, Nipper and Angus left us 37 for five. So we were in a, in a very, very tricky position. Uh, it did bring Jack Massey to the crease, smashed 35 off 26 and got us into a very good position. Little contributions from Alex Griffiths, Finn McCants. And then Paddy Turner came in and got 21 off 14. Uh, gave us a bit of a sniff, actually. And Mordor ended up with four not out. Sadly, Tom Key had to leave, so we, we only had nine wickets. Uh, but we ended up 106 for nine off 18.2 overs. So we, we needed about another... 27, 28 off 10 balls. So it was probably just out of reach. Um, but we did really well to get to that stage from where we were. Um, and it didn't affect our net run rate too badly. And it gladly means it was still two points clear of Bramall at the top of the league, which is uh, which is good. And we, we actually have a far superior net run rate to them, um, which may come into play uh, at some point. So really, really positive. Very proud of the lads again. Um, like I said, I think I'm third oldest at 25. Um, so we've got a very, very young side, but we're, we're producing very good results at the moment, which is fantastic. Fantastic, Crossy. And um, just as we are coming towards the, the business end of the season, if you like, um, do you want to just explain to everyone about what happens towards the end of the season um, in terms of final stays and things like that? Should we get there? Of course. So um, the league itself is split up into the East and West group. Um, so we're in the East group where there are six teams. So essentially we've got three matches left this week. We're at home to Marple. Then we're away at Bollington, then away at Ermston. Uh, if we manage to finish top of that East group, what happens? Uh, so the last game's the Saturday, 12th September. On the Sunday, the 13th September, we actually, uh, if we were to win the group, and only it's the top one. Um, we would play the winner from the West group in two T20s, and then the winner of that would uh, would essentially win the league. Um, sadly, there's no promotion or relegation, but it would still be a very good feat uh, to win to win the league. Absolutely. Well, I'm sure everybody will be uh, crossing their fingers and looking more forward to some more good performances from the ones which will uh, see us to a finals day. So moving on now, um, there was no second team fixture, unfortunately, due to the weather. Um, some incident involving a blown over gazebo and sight screens and all sorts of uh, dramatic things at Hyde. So unfortunately, no second team game. However, the third team played host to Stockport Trinity and will now welcome Chris Flint, who was captain for the day, to tell us about the game. Stockport Trinity versus Macclesfield CC at Mac. We won the toss for the first time this season, I believe. Correct. I think that's some, something to do with you not being the skipper today, but well done for dropping yourself. The weather wasn't brilliant, so I won the toss and we had a bowl, which seems seemed the right decision with look, looking over the looking at the weather, but then they got off to an absolute flyer. The opening bat, Zaman, scored a very, very quick 71. But unfortunately, he had, didn't really have any partners throughout the innings. Looking at the scorecard here, the only real contributor then was a lad got 20 and then there's a a guy at the end who had a quick fire 19, but apart from that, there was nothing really, nothing really going on for him. Uh, Tom Radley probably, probably bowled the best he's bowled this season. I felt some good pace in a, in a pitch that really wasn't that quick, but he still ran in. 
And Tom, Tom obviously is a fit lad. But he would have to have to tell me after eight overs he needed a rest because he was a he was blowing a bit. But Tom bowled really well. Twelve overs, three for twenty six. Uh, five maidens in that as well. Tony is Tony as always bowled really well. Three wickets in there, and Witters at the end doing what Witters does. Little four for picking up all the bunnies at the end. But again, Steve bowled really well. So we managed to bowl them out on the last ball of the innings for 146, which I thought was very good considering the start they had. I think they were 60 or 70 for one after 10 overs. Really, really did claw it back well. And I was uh, very, very happy with what we'd done. Little uh, tea break, nothing, nothing to share during the tea break. Usual openers of Ian and Will went out to, went out to bat. They started really well. And they showed that he was still a bit in the pitch for the bowlers. And unfortunately, Will uh, chopped one onto his own stumps, which was uh, the downfall of him. But then also a few other players did that in the innings. I know I think Ian also did this. Ian had a nice 16 before being bowled by Emma Royal, who eventually went on to be the pick of the bowlers for Stockport. She took a fifer in the end of her 10 overs. She bowled really well, but she always does bowl well against us. That brought Joe to the uh, Joe and myself to the crease. We had a little chat. Said that if we batted the game, batted the overs through, we we would knock this off because there was plenty of opportunities to score. But that unfortunately, Joe got a leading edge to a cover. Curly and I batted really well. Curly being more the aggressor, got out a little slog sweep that we like from curls. But unfortunately, he another one. He got a, a Yorker that hit his pads and then went onto the stumps. So it was another another one that unfortunately played on. I just think think during that uh, partnership with me and Curly, we both felt really comfortable, and we said the only way we were going to lose this game is if one of us got it. Well, if we got ourselves out, because there, there wasn't really there wasn't really any opportunities that we were given, and we both felt really comf- confident in what we were doing. So it brought Mitch to the crease. Mitch looks. Looks solid as we're as per. I think he got a bit of a dodgy decision off Joe, but we won't talk about that. Uh, I played quite nicely for a change this season. A few fours, uh, ran well, but unfortunately, I got finally got out bowled by a Zaman again. Very nice, made forty-one, uh, and then for the rest, it there wasn't really much to come. The tail didn't really wag. T- Tony tried his best, hit a couple of fours and a six for not out of sixteen, but unfortunately. We were all out for 126th in the 34th over, leaving us 20 runs short, which was very disappointing in the end. But I said this season is about getting everyone a game. Obviously, we want to win, but it wasn't to be today. So we uh, go again next week. Do I think, is it Warrington? Certainly is, yeah. We go uh, back-to-back quite big crunch games. Um, you know, we always have pretty tough games with, with Stockport, certainly. And yeah, we, we have a bit of unfinished business this week with Warrington, who we uh, disappointingly managed to, to lose to last season, which, yeah, was a bit of a, a crunch game for the league, really. Um, so a bit of unfinished business with them, I think we would say. Um, and certainly from, from the three's point of view, we're just um, we're putting together some really pleasing aspects of our performances I think you would agree um, in terms of the fact that our fielding and, and middle overs bowling in, in recent weeks has been very impressive and whilst we might not have got the starts in our bowling performances and a couple of teams have got off to a bit of a flyer to claw people back to the positions that we have has been really pleasing um, and tight bowling and a good fielding 
um, back to those standards after a bit of an off week a few weeks ago. Um, but we just we just need to regain some early season form with the bat when you know we were putting on big scores and and scoring lots of runs and laying a good solid foundation. Just sort of seems a season like we can't quite marry the two together. Um, but I think whilst it might be a bit of a cliche when when we put uh, a batting performance together with a bowling performance. Um, I don't suspect there'll be too many people that stand in our way. So hopefully we can do that this week to uh, to Warrington. Would you agree, Flinty? Yeah, 100%. I think, yeah, like you said, there's a bit of unfinished business from last year. Title decider went. It didn't go our way. So hopefully we turn it around this week and we go again and get the W. Absolutely. And uh, for a player of the day? Um, I'm going to go from the bowling performance. I thought Tom Radley was brilliant with the ball opening up and coming back to finish off his four overs at the end. So Tom Radley, just to go through his uh, figures again, he was 12 overs, five maidens, three for 26. I thought at the top of the innings, he was brilliant. He really led the way, so it'd be Tom Radley. Yeah, and I uh, do feel slightly vindicated still with my dodgy knee that I uh, pulled myself off before the start of the game and, and called Tom up from uh, from the second team. As um, as I say, they've been rained off, so <laughs> decision vindicated, I hope we can agree. Yeah, but everyone knows, Miles, cricket is a better game when you're not playing. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Thanks for that, Flinty. Now, moving on to our final fixture of the weekend, we had our inaugural Saturday fourth team fixture, um, which was organised sort of quite late and a bit of a mad dash to get everything on. Uh, pleasingly, we managed to secure Kerridge Cricket Club's uh, pitch for the game um, we put out a, a strong team with uh, some good young youngsters coming through and a, a bit of experience as we'll lead to in a second um, so firstly thanks to carriage for providing us with the facility to play um, and also to our opposition for the day Ermston third team um, as mentioned before Simon Bod Ackerley ex first team captain agreed to captain for the day so firstly thanks to Bod and next to say welcome to the podcast Bod how are you very well thanks Miles thank you for the invite to join on your podcast eventually. I'm sure you'll be on with your brother at some point because I do have a bit of a, an episode planned for uh, an Ackley Brothers podcast in the future. So uh, I'm sure we won't spoil any stories for that then. But um, over to you and you can tell us about Saturday's games. So as you've already alluded to, very positive that um, Matt Creek Club being able to put out a fourth team on a Saturday. Uh, certainly in my time at the club, I don't remember it happening previously. So that's uh, excellent. Uh, over the years, Mac have struggled for senior players, so it's uh, just a, a sign of strength that the club have at the minute, so that was great. Again, you already mentioned, thanks to Kerridge, they were incredibly accommodating. It was very wet early on, on Saturday. I went down to the ground about 10 o'clock, it was nice and dry, we then had an absolute downpour, uh, squelchiness on the square, puddles on the square. But their groundsman, chairman, treasurer, a guy called Rick Gleave was down there. Uh, and he allowed us to play, which a lot of groundsmen wouldn't have done. So, uh, and he was very helpful throughout the day. So, many thanks to him. Um, we started a bit late, so we agreed on a shortened format, twenty-five overs per side. Um, Mac bowled first um, against what looked like a fairly strong and experienced Thurston third team. Alistair Knight and Alec Terry opened the bowling. Bowled well initially, uh, kept things pretty tight. Didn't take any wickets, um, but we did keep the, the run rate in check throughout their innings. Uh, we managed to use eight bowlers in total. We had a lot of youngsters in the side, eight youngsters and three seniors. Seniors in the form of uh, Steve Moores, Tom Jennings and myself. But the youngsters got a good run out bowling-wise. Um, 
pick of the bowlers, really. Steve Moores, he bowled three very tight overs. Uh, the wily old fox that he is uh, managed to get one of their batsmen playing back to his own ball uh, and sent him back to the shed, which was good to see. Josh Regendon, he bowled well right at the death. He got two wickets. Uh, and also Ben Farmer, who uh, bowled four overs for 19, uh, bowling against a very strong-looking batsman who was trying to smack the ball right up to White Nancy, um, but actually didn't manage to do that off Ben. Ben bowled extremely well, so congratulations to him. Um, we dropped a couple of catches, which didn't really help. We probably could have restricted them to maybe 20 runs less if we'd taken those chances, but good efforts in the field. Uh, um, bowling in general. Ermston ended up with uh, 131 for three off their 25 overs. Um, so Mac into bat. Um, we, we lost regular wickets really all the way through the innings, which was probably our main downfall, I would say. Um, they had one first team bowler playing for them, apparently, who opened the bowling. Uh, seam bowler who, who zipped things through was quite tricky to negotiate. Um, we had Joe Moores, 11-year-old Joe Moores. He came in at number four. He, he looked very accomplished. Uh, he scored 20 runs uh, and was unlucky really to get out uh, to an absolutely stunning catch in the slips. The ball hit the player rather than in, he actually caught the ball as such. So well done to Joe. He, he played superbly well. Um, other kind of you know, innings of notes. Alistair Knight played some nice shots, as did Tom Jennings, who I have to mention was excellent in the field. His enthusiasm was superb throughout the day. Uh, and also Alec Terry played some nice shots. Um, so regular wickets went down. We got a bit bogged down and we got well behind the run rates. And we never really looked like chasing down their total. Uh, and we did end up on 90 all out, unfortunately. But um, well worth the effort getting a you know a fourteen game out on the Saturday. A lot of the youngsters got more game time, which was you know which is what it's all about, I suppose. Um, and you know everybody went away with something to learn for, for the next match. So I thoroughly enjoyed it. It's been quite a number of years since I captained a match side on a Saturday, so I really enjoyed doing that side of it. Um, and we look forward to next week. Fantastic. Thanks for that, Bod. And I must ask you for a player of the day. That would have to be Joe Moores, I would say. You know, for, for a player of his age to come in and he, you know, he hit a couple of boundaries to long boundaries off, uh, you know, some you know experienced bowlers. Uh, and he also kept very tidily as well. He, um, he was denied a, a, a stumping... Um, they had an under-12 playing for them who unfortunately was stood at square leg. I think he was on his phone at the time and Joe took a stump in and he was given that out. So he really deserved that stump in as well. So Joe, Joe Moores would be my player of the game, definitely. Fantastic. Thanks for that, Bod. Um, well, I won't ask you about uh, next week's fixtures as obviously we're not playing in the league for the fourth team yet whilst it might be an aim for the future. However, I will say um, we are keen to try and get maybe one or two more Saturday 14 games before the end of the season. Um, and as and when we do, I'm sure we will update you with those and hopefully we can welcome you back after your uh, inaugural stint and return to captaincy. So once again, thanks for that, Bod. And before we wrap up the show... Just to say that next week's fixtures are as follows. Macclesfield first team host Marple at home, whilst our second team travel to Marple. The threes take on Warrington at home, and on Sunday, Macclesfield fourth team travel to Brooklands. 
Thanks to today's guests, and that was The Mac Report.